Hello, and welcome to the Confident Sober Women podcast. I'm your guide, Shelby John. I'm the mother of three, wife to one, and sober since July 1st, 2002. As sober women, we have something huge in common. And when we share our lives and our stories with each other, we feel that sense of belonging and connection so we know we are no longer alone. In this podcast, you will hear real-life talk about building confidence and transforming your life beyond recovery. So come on, let's well, talk. Hey there, sober ladies. Wouldn't it be good to not just think you know what is important to you, but to actually know? And not just know, but focus your decision-making based on those important things or your values. Yes, I believe it really would be amazing if we could align our values with our decision-making. And one of the best ways to do that is to understand how you're spending your time each week. So I don't know about you, but there's a lot of feelings going around right now, even some procrastination and a letting go of things that were once important to you and maybe now not so much. Have you guys noticed that? I know for a period of time in 2020, or maybe all of it, I struggled to maintain the level of health I usually like to have. I wasn't working out as often or as intensely, and I wasn't able to fight off those temptations for heavily processed foods and sugary snacks. Maybe you guys can relate to that. I also found myself getting deeply involved in social justice conversations online, and these invoked a lot of intense feelings. I think we've been living in a deeply feeling-fueled world these days, and we are displacing it everywhere, right? It's bleeding out all over social media, in our families, our friendships, and our workplaces, It feels kind of like baking a cake. It's a little dash of fear, a little bit of anger, a pinch of worry, and a heaping cup of anticipation. It's a whole lot. And that quote-unquote normal level of stress that we usually have in life has been heightened to new levels, and we are all being forced to embrace it due to lack of control. Even though lack of control isn't new to us, of course not, but the pandemic just stripped us of so many other typically enjoyed freedoms. But here's the thing. We do have control over ourselves, our thoughts, our behaviors, and our actions. You have a choice when it comes to everything. You can choose to resist and avoid it, feeling afraid every day as your anxiety goes up. Or you can choose to acknowledge it, recognize and feel your feelings, and focus on what you can do rather than what you can't. Think about it. Think about the things you say you can't do. I can't lose the weight. I can't get up earlier to exercise or do meditation. I can't invest money in self-improvement. I can't stick to daily habits. The list could go on and on, right? Can you really not do these things? Or if you challenge yourself, is it that you just don't want to? And heck, it's fine not to want to do certain things. I don't want to do certain things too. Making changes is challenging, 
And maybe it requires outside help or resources, but you certainly can do all of them. What you're really saying is, I won't lose the weight. I won't get up earlier. I won't invest in myself. And when you put it that way, it feels a whole lot different, right? It feels that just isn't one of your personal core values. So how about this as a shift in your thinking? I can make healthy snacks for the week. I can make a plan for physical activity daily at whatever time will be suitable for me. I can work on my sleep hygiene to improve my sleep. I can decide what I really want to work on now and make a plan to invest in it. Look at the things I just shared and ask yourself, what can you do today? What is one thing you can switch from I can't to I will? I want you guys to really dig deep here. Go below the thing and get to what is the small baby step. Most of us grossly miscalculate what is important to us if we don't actually track it. It's kind of like money and food, right? We always grossly underestimate or overestimate what we're consuming or spending unless we are involved in a very serious tracking process of those things. Listen, the reason this is critical is because these values reflect who you want to be. Core values provide direction and internal dialogue that influence all of our other decisions. Did you hear that? All of your other decisions. So just to be abundantly clear, your personal core values inform your choices and decisions, and then your choices lead to opportunities, behaviors, thoughts, and feelings. And I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty important to me. In fact, you gain a sense of purpose and fulfillment when you're living or choosing in alignment with your personal core values because they are aligned. As we all know, nothing changes if nothing changes. And this is a great way to make a huge change, not only for yourself, but for everyone in your life. Because knowing these values will help you with everything from creating boundaries, career choices, relationship decisions, and your physical health. So it seems pretty important, right? Your personal core values are what encompass your foundational beliefs which then dictate your behavior and guide you to make the decisions that you do. Your values are broad concepts that can be reapplied many times over in your life in various situations to guide your actions. I usually say they are the things that are the most important to you in your life. They are the foundation for your house. Research supports that when people have a clear set of core values, They have an easier time making big life decisions around pursuing their passions or long-term career goals or relationships. They are less likely to engage in destructive thought patterns, those negative beliefs we always talk about, especially when they're in difficult situations. They tolerate physical pain more easily. They have greater self-discipline and focus when studying or working. And their social connections are stronger. So this sort of shows you why this work is so important to your life. 
So to get started, today I want to share with you a super easy, practical way to get a general idea about what your most important things are by using a time or a calendar inventory. This might need to be done for a week or two going forward, or you can look back at your calendar for the past couple weeks to get a general sense of what's been on there and how you've been spending your time. If you don't keep a detailed calendar, then this is just the thing you need to motivate you to keep a more accurate record of how you spend your time. Because a calendar is more than just where you need to be at a certain time. It represents these things I'm sharing with you, those things that are the most important. What do you spend most of your time doing each week? You can create categories if you want, like family, work, friends, exercise, social time, things like that. And then jot down how much time each week you are spending on each category. This will give you a realistic view of what you are doing with your time and energy every week. And as you're going through your calendar, I want you to pay close attention to yourself. Notice how you feel doing this exercise. Does it bring up any specific emotions? Check in with your physical body. Can you feel any sensations popping up anywhere while you're doing this inventory? Were you surprised by what you found in your time inventory? Write these answers down and then look at them. Notice the words or feelings that stand out and if there are themes that are coming up. Once you have this inventory, does it feel to you like it's in line with what you believe your values are? Are you spending more time on the things that you say are the most important to you? For me, the words committed, acceptance, personal responsibility, persistence, and vitality were the ones that came out for my core values. So those are the things that are the most important to me. And when I do my time inventory, I need to always be assessing whether or not my time is accurately being spent on these things. Some other values include accomplishment, loyalty, fearlessness, structure, honesty, vision, and there's so many more. The lists are so long. And discovering those values is definitely a process and sometimes not one women feel comfortable going through alone. And if you want to take a deeper dive finding your true values, then you're definitely ready for the Sober Freedom Inner Circle. I'll make sure I leave the link below so you can get more information on that. It's not hard to make decisions when you know what your values are. It's a simple concept with huge side effects. And really, you have nothing to lose. So you got to love those odds. Open your mind and put your pen to paper, taking the time inventory. Notice where you feel you're lacking time for something that is important to you. How could you add that? You can also leave your thoughts and questions in the Confident Sober Women Facebook group. If you aren't a member, hop over to Facebook and you can just search it, Confident Sober Women, in the group section and ask to join. I'll put the link for that in the show notes as well. And a final thought. Values are like fingerprints. No ones are the same, but you leave them all over everything you do. Elvis Presley. See you next week. 
Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Confident Sober Women. If you enjoyed this conversation, hit the subscribe button above so you won't miss any upcoming episodes. And hey, if you really loved it, leave me a review. You can learn more about the Sober Freedom Inner Circle membership at www.shelbyjohncoaching.com forward slash inner circle. See you next time.